This podcast may contain strong language and adult themes, which may not be suitable for all audiences. Welcome. To Arcade Audio. Welcome to Lakeshore and Limbo, an improvised occult noir story told using role-playing game rules. Since our investigators are starting another new case, I want to take a minute to welcome new listeners and give you everything you need to know to jump in here. Any new case is a great place to start listening, but if you want to avoid spoilers for earlier episodes, stop this one, go back, and listen to those. We'll be right here when you get back. If you've never heard of a role-playing game before, it's a storytelling game where one player, myself, describes the story's world to the rest of the players, CJ, Tina, and James, who play the protagonists and decide what they want to do. We use a storytelling game called Foo, which stands for Freeform Universal, and there are two main rules. 1. If the characters want to do something that might fail, that player will roll a six-sided die. They are trying to beat the odds, meaning that the odd numbers are varying degrees of bad and the even numbers are varying degrees of good. Here's how the numbers break down. On a 6, yes, they succeed and something else good happens. On a 5, no, they fail, but something good also happens. On a 4, yes, they succeed. On a 3, no, they fail. On a 2, yes, they succeed, but something bad also happens. And on a 1, no, they fail, and something else bad happens. Depending on their chances, they might roll more than one die and take the best one, or they might have to take the worst one. 2, They've also each got mysterious or not-so-mysterious powers, but they have to spend their precious poker chips to use them, and they can only get their chips back by doing stuff the group thinks is in character, a smart move, or just plain cool. Okay, that's it for the rules. Lakeshore and Limbo is a story about a detective agency that specializes in occult crimes, run by the former angel-turned-golden-age Hollywood film star-turned-investigator Vincent Melody, played by C.J. Tour. In this detective agency, there's Sassy, a young woman with a criminal past who's on her way to becoming a detective in her own right and also used to be a cat, played by Tina Arfey, and Rick Ryder, a disgraced archaeologist with a magic scroll that tells him where to go, played by James Harvey Freetley. And it's narrated by me, Nathan Kaplan. And now... The sun sets over the second city. Graves yawn and shadows stretch as the night comes awake. And you're on a strange corner of Chicago where mysteries gather at Lakeshore and Limbo. The rattle of the brown line shakes the mailbox that says Reynolds Dry Cleaning and the scrap of tape above it that reads Melody Investigations is half falling off. Inside, we find dishes being washed and placed on a drying rack with no one visibly near the sink. On the fridge is a sign that says Vince's Movie Night with, a, with magnet letters under it that read Heroine of Love. Vince, Sassy, and Rick Ryder are in the living room tuning out a man with short cropped red hair and a septum piercing. Vince invited Lee Kissel over as a last-ditch effort to see if he had heard from Abe. Instead, the leader of the Necropunks has been talking non-stop about some party that's happening tonight. It's, it's gonna be so great. Bugs Moran is gonna be there. Who 
was that? Have we met him? Bugs Moran. Is that the uh, sassy is that the guy from the St. Valentine's Day massacre? Whoa, it is? Yeah. Holy shit, I got it right. I'm yeah. the best detective Whoa. on earth. <laughs> they, they, were the trying, they were trying to kill him. <laughs> it's... They, they, they were trying to kill him, but I, they, they, didn't, they, they didn't get him. But yeah, he was the like, reason for it. You have it. to be so old now. No, so his like the ghost. Wait, what are we talking about? Yeah, Vector Poltergeist. A wraith. I don't know, just a ghost, I guess. Well, I don't know. We've seen. I mean, a ghost sounds cool, but uh, boring. It is movie night. You understand? Yeah. Speaking of Vince, I saw you had that old projector in the other room. Why no, don't no, we just no, use that? Projector. <laughs> Why? Why? I want to yeah, use the projector. Not, don't mess with that projector. Just take our word for this it. This okay? is a classic DVD. All right, but I'm probably going to use that projector myself sometime. Okay. Well, you know what? If you do, okay, you'll well, have to pay a, a nominal fee. Oh it, no! You have to. You all have to rent and it. Please do not watch any adult films on there, or we'll never get you back. <laughs> I don't understand, but I agree. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that sounds like weird stuff you're talking about. But, you know, Sassy Rick, if you all want to come, you're totally invited. And as long as your butler isn't crazy anymore, you can bring him too, okay? Oh. I mean, oh, hey. This seems like a great opportunity for me to prove once and for all that the paranormal exists to the academic community. I got to go get my tape recorder and stuff. Hold on, I'll be right back. Oh. Rick runs upstairs. (sighs) Oh. I guess we should go to make sure Rick doesn't do anything so stupid. Yeah, this happens every movie night. We either get sucked into the movies and he invites <laughs> us to a weird ghost party or that one time when... No, I love this. I want to watch this movie. I was so jazzed to watch Rock of Love yeah. or whatever we I'm, were watching. That's cl- but we're, I was. I couldn't... Um, next week, you know, maybe next week. Okay, all right. All right, fine. Yes, of course, and it... You know what? I was just trying to get my mind off Abe anyway, and perhaps hanging with the necropunks will at least, you know, remind me of the good times with him when... No, actually, all the time with the necropunks have been terrible. This is the worst way to remember Abe. I'm still yeah, standing I'm right here, uh, you know can that, Can I get right? you a drink, sir? <laughs> uh, no, I should actually go ahead and... Uh, I, sh- I should, Very I should head out. Um, oh, you're going to give us that address? You- we oh, yeah, it's uh, 2122 North Clark Street. 2122 North Clark Street. Let Rick comes running down Maps. the stairs. He goes, that's where the St. Valentine's Day Massacre happened. Uh, yeah! I'm the best detective. Wait, is it really? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, it, yeah, if you guys want to come, like, it's going to be really great. There, like, it's not just going to be Bugs Moran. There's going to be so many ghosts there. It's going to be a really good time. Hey, Lee, mm-hmm. how'd you get all these ghosts? Oh, it's oh, we got this whole like spell right. book thing and it's really cool and so there's like we did all this magic and it's gonna it's gonna be happening from dusk till dawn. Like they're gonna have Wait a like minute. we're gonna have it's gonna be there. happening like from dusk till dawn. No, not it's gonna be happening like I know. Is it that gonna movie. happen cool like guy. that though? <laughs> I, I don't think doesn't. so. I think it's just gonna be a bunch of ghosts, you no vampires. These guys have never had trouble with vampire parties, uh. have they? <laughs> Well, hold on a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, hopefully, I, I I gotta get out because I gotta I gotta set up some stuff. But I'm hoping to see you all there. Uh, wait, wait, it's wait, gonna wait, be hold great. On, hold on, hold on, and hold on, then hold on. he. What? Kind of, oh, 
the the site of yeah. the St. Valentine's Day Massacre is just an empty lot now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's going to be happening in the sewers under it. Okay, that you lead with oh, that. Yeah, they're about to say we've been searching for a long time. If you just gave us the address, you can see there's the there's the like lawn, and then behind it there's an empty parking lot that you can just go into, and there's a sewer <laughs> grate there. I don't understand what's so hard to understand about that. <laughs> well, it's fine if you're talking to our butler like that, but thank God you're not talking to us. <laughs> <laughs> I would never oh, talk to you like that, Rick. You're too cool. Well, hey Lee, would we need to like bring anything? With us, would it be weird if we uh, showed no. up empty-handed? No, it's just going to be like a real cool dance party. Everybody's going to be like dancing around to cool music, and it's going to be great. Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I'll bring the drugs. Then she just grabs some cool. catnip <laughs> and puts it in her pocket. <laughs> All right. And, uh... Okay, well, see you guys. And then he starts heading down the stairs right, and you, like, see him open the door and there is an old woman standing there easily like 90 years old. Um, and you hear her say to Lee melody investigations. Uh, and Lee says, Oh, just head up the stairs. Do you need a hand? And then you see him actually walking her up the stairs before he walks back down, um, and leaves. One (laughs) Vince like moves upon the evidence thing of like for and against necropunks and like they're full of tick marks against them. And he adds a tick mark for them. <laughs> <laughs> is, is this Melody Hi, Investigations? Yes, How are you doing this fine evening? Well, um, I, I, I wish I was better. I'm, I'm, I'm looking oh, for my son. Um, yes, of course. We, we, missing persons, expertise of ours. Uh, please have a seat. Oh, oh, thank you. And she sits down. Does she look... Um rich she does not she looks like pretty solidly like lower middle class can i get you a water or um mostly what we have in the fridge is a lot of really really nice tuna (laughs) oh if you want some of that Uh, you're welcome to it just a water would be great thank you among all the tuna uh vincent's behind (laughs) the desk and kind of like looks her eye and eye he's like uh, ma'am, of course, we'll be happy to help you find your son. However, I'm curious, uh, what brought you to our door in the specific? Uh, that, that, that is a, a very good question. Um, you see, I, he, my son has been missing for 24 hours, and the, the police said they, they, they were looking, but I wanted, to, I wanted more people to look. I wanted, you know, to be sure that we were able to find him. And... I, I, would, I looked you all up in the phone book, and I realized that this was the same address as someone that uh, I used to know. I used to know the Reynolds family. Oh, interesting. Oh. Yes. Uh, Here's a cup of tuna water. <laughs> oh, uh, thank um, you. Vince, like, as, as Rick comes back, like, leans back a little bit in his chair and, like, tries to signal to, um, to Frank to, like, not come out here. Uh, as we're back, we speak sign language, so I can kind of quickly sign, like, stay in the kitchen. Uh, because it seems that she is not here for our supernatural expertise, and I do not want to freak out a 90-year-old woman. Yeah, uh, you actually do that, um, and he's not wearing his gloves yeah. or anything, so you can't see what his response is. But you do see a plate, like, 
float kind of over to the doorway, and then it actually crashes onto the ground. Oh, whoops. I threw my anxiety plate. Mm. Oh. Keeps him calm. That's Keeps fine. Him calm. Keeps you gotta me do calm. It I have to Sorry, do it. So that you were saying uh, you knew the Reynolds and you found out. That's <clears> perfectly <throat> fine. Uh, what, when did you last see your son? I, I, well, I, the last time I saw him was maybe about a week ago, but uh, we talked on the phone uh, right. since then. Uh, conversation you said is about 24 hours ago. What was the, the matter of that conversation, the context? Oh, of the con- oh, it was just a catch-up. He was telling me how he was doing and, and, all, and all of that, and I was telling him about, you know, the, the goings-on of the retirement yeah, facility. And- perfectly normal. What does your son do? Although, I suppose, uh, how old is your son? Let's start there. Oh, well, he is, okay. he is in his 60s. Oh, He's okay. 64. Wait, Vince, can I, as the world's best detective, can I take over for Please, just a sec? Please, of course, Rick. Uh, I'm actually going Give us some to edge my way clues. over to the kitchen. So Give us some clues. What's going on with uh, Frank? Give us some clues. Oh well, uh, he, he he was um, he was kidnapped outside okay, of work. Well, okay, he was put yeah, in... I, Vince, this is easy as hell. <laughs> uh, he, he's a he's an accountant at at, at, at Comcast. Okay, and well he, I can uh, see. Oh, All right, what? I can already we can't see. Help we you. Yeah, we can't. On your own. <laughs> We've helped we vampires. Help you. you know what? Why don't you hold here? <laughs> um, Vince, you actually when you go into the kitchen you see on the refrigerator the word heroin and heroin of love has been taken down and the letters are being put onto the fridge and it spells out i n o h e r you can't just say no to her right away we have to wait no (laughs) and then so like i can of course in my silently do the conversation of just asking like how do you know her? He does not have his gloves. I'll say that right now. Okay, his gloves um, are in the other room. I pick up like one letter. It doesn't matter which one. And I say, before you died. And I lift up another one. It says, after you died. Um, you, the one that's before you died okay. gets taken out of All your right. hand. Um. Excellent. Okay. Uh, Frank, uh, Frank, thank you. We'll have a full conversation later. I signed to him. Uh, I'm be right back. And I'm on the, uh, I'm on the desk with my legs, like, you know, crossed in my knee, my hand, my elbow on my <laughs> knee and my hand, chin on my hand going, all right, now I'm going to ask you another very important question. You have to answer me honestly. You promise? Uh, yes. I'll okay, answer honestly. Well, um, okay. You know what? I'm just was, gonna. Do you have a picture of him? How about that? How's that for a question? Oh, do you have maybe a photo of him so we could know what he looks like? Yes, of course. Um, and she goes into her like little purse and she pulls out a, a, a very large wallet within the purse that is mostly just filled with pictures. And she uh, gives you a little family picture of. Um, him who you would assume is his wife and probably their kids. Um, and she hands that to you. Do you have anything that might have like belonged to him on you? Maybe that's a long shot question. 
Oh, um, he, he, he bought this pack of gum for me and I haven't really used much of it. Um, so I'm just gonna like take it and like smell it. Is there any way I can smell him on it? I'll let you roll it at disadvantage because gum is smelling. Yeah, right. <laughs> I figured. But I thought I'd try it. So that's a four and a six. Hey. <laughs> yeah, you're able to pick up some faint smells uh, from from who you would imagine is probably him. I mean, it could just. But it doesn't it like. It could just be his brand of gum. Yeah. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. What kind of gum is it? It's big red. Oh, my favorite. Cool guy. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> All right. Can I keep this gum? <laughs> if he's a big red man, we'll help him. <laughs> oh well, thank you so much. I I I do appreciate I do appreciate you you helping. Uh, I'm. His family doesn't know that I'm coming to see you. Um, you see, they, they, they said not to not to worry any private investigators yet. Um, oh, his family, so, his wife and children, I assume? Yes. Uh, you said mm-hmm. you knew the uh, Reynolds who, or, who used to own this establishment. In what capacity? Oh, well, I mean, it was it was many years ago, but I I did have a a bit of a romance with a, a young man Go who used to work here. On. Ooh, juicy. How frank. <laughs> oh, romantic. Go off, girl. Um, but yes, so I, the, the Reynolds family did uh, mean a lot to me. They did They did a lot of my dry cleaning and I came I in pretty frequently. Uh, <clears throat> uh, yes, I'm sorry. One more time. Uh, sorry, Tina, you have the photo of him? Oh, yeah, and I just showed okay. Vince. Uh, and, and I understand he was uh, he was grabbed outside of his work. Did How do you know that? Did somebody see this happen? There were witnesses, yes. Um, it, he was grabbed by multiple uh, people wearing uh, black jackets and then ski masks, and he was put into an oh, unmarked like more van. Than enough evidence for any kind of capable police department to look into. <laughs> Yes, I I, no. I I know I know that the police should be able to handle it, but again, I I am no, no, just no. worried about him. I understand uh, absolutely. Um, as a matter of fact, uh, since you are good friends of the Reynolds, we will gladly take this case pro bono. What? Oh, he's got Comcast uh, well, money. Come on. Which is to say, all our money. <laughs> I understand. Yo, our internet is like two hundred dollars. Perhaps a month. then, in in exchange, he will. Maybe ha- we'll have an inside at the Comcast department, as we like to have an inside agent at all nefarious organizations in the city of Chicago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, that that that, sound, that is very nice of you. Um, thank you so much. Is there anything else that you need from me? Or so you don't want us? We can't ask his family about him. Basically, is what you're saying. You don't want. Why don't you think they want an investigator hired? I told them that I was wanting to come to you, and I want. And I, I asked his wife if uh, she was willing to come, but she said she said that she was too overcome with emotions, and that she didn't think that you all would do very well because you. <laughs> she said she didn't think we would do very well. 
No, she doesn't your, know your us. Wait, hold on. What about our Yelp reviews? Because I've been trying to be made a full partner in this thing, and I haven't checked Yelp yet. Your Yelp reviews are not very good. All right. What do you mean they're not good? We solve every case. Well, name one case well, we they, solved. I, I I'm not sure. I I only no, read the reviews. No, you name one. Were... <laughs> you ask them. Hold on. Let me pull up my phone here. Okay. Something about ruining the Millennium Wheel. <laughs> Whatever. What? Do you, I don't even remember what that is. <laughs> you also distorted a skyscraper is... one time. You know, to be fair, a lot of this was Abe. So going forward. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear that the troublemaker is no longer here. That's, yep. that's very reassuring. The rebrand. All right. Uh... Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, thank you, thank you all so much. I, I yes, guess I'll you leave you to any, it. Uh, you your own contact information that we may reach you at. Uh, yes, of course. And she gives you um, a phone number. Um, yeah, that's all yeah just a phone yeah, number, no email sure address. She doesn't disappear. <laughs> cool. All right. And then she totters oh. out. I go okay. to my desk. I pull out a nice pair of gloves. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, Frank, uh, can we see you in the office for a moment? Thanks so much for listening. Please rate and review us on iTunes. Your reviews help other people find our show. If you enjoyed the show, consider supporting us and all the great shows on Arcade Audio by going to patreon.com slash arcade audio. There, you can talk to the performers on our secret Discord server, get a postcard from your favorite character, or dope Lakeshore and Limbo merch. Write to us on Twitter at lakeshorelimbo or at lakeshoreandlimbo at gmail.com. Sassy is played by Tina Arfay. Find her on Twitter at Tina2Cats. Vincent was played by CJ Tour. You can find him on Twitter at CJ Tour. Rick was played by James Harvey Freely. Find him on Twitter at James H. Freely. Everyone else was played by me, Nathan Kaplan. Find me on Twitter at Nathan Kaplan. This work is based off Foo, the freeform universal RPG, found at NathanRussell.net slash Foo by Nathan Russell and licensed for our use under the Creative Commons Attribution 3.0 unported license. Our cover art is by Megan McCune. You can see her work at artstation.com slash snippersar. Our theme music was created by John Monteverde. You can find his work at johnmonteverde.com. Thank you for playing Arcade Audio. Play more at ArcadeAudio.net. Because this is a new, um, this is a new case. I do want to hear what people have been working on, what people have been doing. Who, who wants to go first? What, uh, what, what have y'all been up to? Um, um, got James. Oh, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I think Rick has been um, trying 
to sneak his resume into like uh, academic departments at various universities. Uh, and by sneak his resume, he doesn't mean like, uh, you know, like go through an application process. He's like been like wearing a trench coat and a, a fedora and standing at the door of like administrative buildings and then slipping in and then like just trying to drop his resume all over the place. So really, just looking for a job. <laughs> that's that's what because he's got to pay rent. God damn it! Yeah, yeah. Rick, <laughs> I don't know. Did we decide that Rick had been accepted as a full a full partner yet, or was I, I can't remember? Accepted as a full partner. I feel like he's wrong ex- phrase. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I I feel like he's cool. I feel like he's absolutely chill. I do feel like Sassy is like trying to charge him for rent. <laughs> Okay. Oh sure. She's become a, a landlord. Unbeknownst <laughs> to Vince, by the way. Oh, no. Like <laughs> Okay, then I wanna Oh yeah. Vince has no idea. <laughs> okay, then if Rick feels like his new job is detective, but there haven't been enough cases for him to make rent on yet, then I think he's doing like task rabbit style stuff. Uh, but he's trying to complete it Rick style. So a lot of ducking and rolling. A lot of rolling. ducking and rolling. When he's asked to do deliveries um, on second floors, he will try to grapple hook up there. Um, and mostly he's sure. lost money on broken window repair and stuff like that. Well, that's great. Uh, Rick has been a task rabbit in the meantime. Uh, Vince, yeah, did you have something? Yeah, ongoing trying to solve Abe's location. I feel like that's always going to be in the background. I've got my evidence wall constantly going. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in addition to that, kind of coming to grips with that Abe might be gone for a while. Vince is like trying to take on him to become better read on magic. And in addition mm. to the fedora I have to check mystical knowledge or to check knowledge, um, I imagine he's using that like flashcards, like what kills a siren? Uh, wood. And then he puts the hat on to check and he's like, no. And then he like... <laughs> So he's just like kind of well, like what was, it? What was the right answer with a magic fedora. What was the right answer? Well, see, here's the problem, and here's here's been the major stumbling block in Vince's research, and why Vince was never the head mystical person, is because Vince knows a good deal of magic, he knows a lot of magic people, etc. But he's also made a lot of movies and watched a lot of movies, and in his oh. brain, <laughs> he can't remember what's real uh. and what's fictional. <laughs> Is like, is that, was that a ghost I met? Or was that Claude Rains in that film we did? You know, like. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they don't tell you about, like, immortal beings, is that you just get everything mixed up. (laughs) I want to storm ahead with, oh, I know what this magic thing is. And then if I fail checks, I'm still going to be confident I know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) What was my thing and again? I'm sassy. sorry. I don't remember. I'm yawning. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was my weapon? Oh, no. <laughs> or not weapon. What did I get? I can't the remember now. The shapeshifter journal. Um, yes, the shapeshifter journal. So that I would write it in and then I get to look like that person. Was that what it was? If you write the person's name into the journal, yeah, then you then you look like that person for an hour. And then okay. they die of a heart attack. Oh, wait, is no. that true? No, that was a death note. No. <laughs> it's very funny because our Discord made a death note joke if you if you no. saw that. 
And that is like Death Note is not completely out of the woods for why that was oh. created, why the notebook was created. Well, I've been meaning to watch that. I only watched the first episode. Good. Um, yeah, that sounds cool. But so she's basically just been like going to those like high rise buildings with like doormen. Um, <laughs> like writing like the names of the people in the mailboxes and then <laughs> going up to doormen and being like, I can't believe you can't, I can't find my keys. I, isn't this insane? And then they let her in <laughs> and then she takes something. And <laughs> so she has a nice, I think little, she's got. A good pile of money, I think, right now. I think she's yeah. just kind of loaded. Oh, yeah. I've been hoarding things for a long time. Full on stealing like gold watches and necklaces. And, and then, I, yeah. I imagine she pawns a lot of it and then just like blows that money on like tuna or like whatever, catnip, you know, goes on a bender or something. <laughs> but like, 100%. But there's so many things I've taken at this point that I think she's sitting pretty fat. She's a fat cat right now. I just like the idea that, like, oh, oh, Sassy didn't eat her dinner. She must be really sad about Abe not being here, not knowing that she's just, like, fat off tuna casserole prepared by the finest of restaurants. Hey, Sassy, I got I, I thought Sassy, she was... I got your $20 of rent. I had to, I had to work eight $20. hours because I... Well, because, I mean, like, $20 is all I've got because I had to pay for gas on top of it. So most you of this... know rent is $40. <laughs> That's all I got, please. Fine, I'll let it slide this time. Only because you're a part of the team. Yeah, thanks. Respect. I imagine I imagine that Sassy is going to like Whole Foods and getting full fish from the fishmonger and just like eating them in the alley behind it. I also imagine that she's gotten so many of like subway footlong tits. Yeah, I imagine her like in the grocery store, just sitting in the refrigerator, eating all the fish there. If anybody complains, she just throws cash on the ground. <laughs> just hiss and run with the bass. Well, cool. So that's what everybody's been up to. We're going to get into Lakeshore and Limbo episode 19, Ghost of a Chance. Ooh. You can't ooh for yourself. Yeah. <laughs> well I, done, I get Nathan. to ooh for Sorry, myself. Were we not sufficiently spooked by that? <laughs> My bad. The thing that I think is funny is like all of these are like semi spooky. Like they're supposed to be. Like that's the idea. <laughs> like why would I go? Why would I do that? I don't know. It's precious. It's adorable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. Kill a vampire. A ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Which we live with every day. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. Mm-hmm. 